0: Welcome to Innovators Unleashed. Join your host, leadership expert Clinton Henry, as he embarks on a journey through the realm of talent leadership, engaging with trailblazing thought leaders from around the world. Here's your host,
1: Clinton Henry. Today, I'm talking to Douglas Brown. Doug is a founder and president of Manage to Retain, an employee retention program provider in Canada. Doug is passionate about employee retention and believes strongly that employees who enjoy their careers and find fulfillment in their work are more likely to become loyal employees that remain with their organizations for extended tenures. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Let's dive in. So, Douglas, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Based on your experience What role does the manager play in employee retention?
0: Well, let me say thanks, Clinton, for uh, being able to join you here today. Uh, I'm looking forward to our discussion. Um, The manager really plays a crucial role or a critical role. And uh, the reason being that the reason, the the keys to retention, there's two sides of that equation. Often people will make a move uh, depending on, Uh, a a greater opportunity that maybe suits their needs and goals, and that could be financial aspects or it could be non-financial, you know, the work that they want to do kind of thing. So, um, although the manager doesn't really have uh, an impact directly on the financial um, ramifications of what the employee is earning or making, they, they have a, a, a really a profound influence and impact on some of the non-financial things that that affect an employee's decision to stay or, or to leave and these include things like uh, recognition um, being treated with respect and dignity um, uh, you know communication um, autonomy and flexibility there, there's probably about 15 to 20 main drivers that the manager controls that that really kind of you know, create a rewarding work experience for the employee, or maybe create some negative emotions and disappointments and frustrations for the employee. So that's, that's why the manager is, is, has such a critical role to play. So, you know,
1: we talk about the manager and their role, obviously, HR also plays some sort of role. You know, what's the role of HR to help improve employee retention?
0: Yeah, HR does play a role. Actually, I'd say there's three critical roles here um, in different disciplines. Uh, first, you have ownership and senior leadership that, that has to really set the stage. They, they have to be the ones that lead by example. They have to be the ones that uh, provide the, the resources and the support and the commitment to improving retention numbers and building a culture that is, is attractive to the employee. If, if If that's not there, it becomes increasingly difficult. But hopefully, you know if if the owners and, and the senior leaders want to build a strong company and a strong workplace culture, then that focus is there. so but that's their role uh, and their side of the equation. Then you have the HR department and HR is certainly heavily involved in recruitment and, and um, acquiring new talent. Um, I think part of their role is to make sure, that when they do that, that the the expectations and the job description are, are accurate and, and really align with what the employee is seeking. Oftentimes, we, we hear of or see situations where employees will get into a job and, and they'll say, you know, this isn't really what I signed up for or I'm doing roles and responsibilities that, you know, really aren't uh, aligned with my strengths and my skills and 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 sometimes I realize that happens when, you know, it could be a company acquisition and um, uh, there's change within the organization and employees are asked to do something a little differently or these kind of things. But they're they're really um, you know that's a key that they they want they've signed up for a role and they want to make sure that they're they're doing the role. And one other thing I'll mention um, is that uh, HR also has a role to play because I think training and development are so important to not only employees, but to the managers. And often that's kind of coordinated and arranged through HR. So when you're trying to develop managerial skills and abilities and competencies around, you know, the people skills and the soft skills, Clinton, then I think HR can also be involved in that. So.
1: So you mentioned that there there are two Main reasons why people leave. Sometimes it's comp, and then you know they're they're not finding what they what they desire within the role. Like, how do you know what employees are seeking in their career? Is there an approach to kind of get that feedback? And if that's something that they tell you directly, or is that something that you sort of infer?
0: Yeah, it, it's a great question, Clinton. And. I'll answer it this way. Uh, first of all, I, I don't think managers or HR or senior leader, n- none of these people are mind readers. So it, it's hard, you know, and the other side of that is um, all employees are unique and they're different and they have individual needs and goals and um, they can't be always satisfied or met with with corporate um, programs and, and corporate uh, benefits and these kind of things. So, uh, to better understand employees, I always promote that organizations should take the time to have a, a, a good conversation, not just one, but several conversations with their employees to try and define, you know, what a rewarding experience looks like for them. And, you know, what, what kind of work would they like to do? What, what are their strengths? What, what are their passions and what are their needs and interests and goals? And, and, um, I think once you have a better understanding of of those unique needs and and individual needs, then you're in a stronger position to to act on them and to support them. And you know it's not a it's not a twenty four hour seven day a week job, uh, but at the same time um, these periodic uh, conversations or, you know, on a regular basis, you know, if it's once a month, once every two months, at least you have some dialogue going where you can, you can better understand those needs and, and work to support them.
1: So those career conversations, which, which I, th- I think are very important, I, I, have, I have seen a lot of organizations not leverage those. What do you see when organizations do implement those sort of checkpoints, you know, that, that are outside of your one-on-ones with your, with your reports uh, to talk about kind of what their desires are and what, 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 what they're interested in doing for, now but also in the future
0: so it, just let me make sure i understand your question properly you're, you're wanting to know the, the benefits of those those well, one-on-one conversations or well well no
1: so uh, i i know in your work you 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 will come in and you will help organizations retain their people right, right. and right. i imagine one of those things that you talk about is is having structure like this right and having right. these sort of conversations yeah. Yeah. so is and this is something that I think people hear like, Oh, that's actually a really good idea. Is that something you, you see an immediate benefit from, or is that, is there kind of a long tail where it's like, Oh, you kind of see that yeah. when you're down the road.
0: Yeah, no, I th- I think it takes time. Um, I wouldn't say it's immediate because, you know, I think those um, actions and support that I mentioned of the employee, uh, you know, kind of manifest itself over time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think, that time is not um an extended period of time i think just to show interest in an employee and and you know understand you know what they're they're looking for in their career and and maybe offer some support whether it's getting them the training that they need or introducing them to a manager of a different department where they're you know that's their long-term or medium-term goal Um, or you know it could be encouraging them to to build new skills and, and get involved in training, like those things are are little steps along the way, so to speak, that that can can make a big difference. And the real key is that the employee begins to see, hey, I I, I think I have a future here. I, I think that you know um, there's opportunities as I as I work to grow. I've got my manager's support. I'm communicating well with my manager um you know he understands kind of what i'm looking for and he's helping me kind of work with my strengths and my passions and these kind of things and then i think you know as i mentioned to you earlier i, I believe that when they get that call from the recruiter they're maybe much less likely to say please tell me more and say no thanks I, i'm quite happy in my current role so that's what we're looking for
1: so uh- a lot of organizations they'll, they'll say oh you know or managing you know we have a company-wide program that you know focuses on uh you know employee engagement or retention C- can you talk about why that doesn't always address the employee needs and you know and lead to retention improvements
0: yeah and then again a great question um there are some good company-wide programs i mean don't don't get me wrong here you know empl- um employers have you know several benefit packages they might have a an employee recognition program they might have a, an eap program designed to kind of support and, and offer assistance they might have health and wellness programs and they're all good programs um, but i'll just try and give you one example here uh, that you know i think every employee is um, you know wants to feel appreciated and valued for their effort and their and their contributions and so when you look at recognition it, it becomes a key element in in making them feel proud about their work and you know accepted and, and that they're contributing and all those things. Um, but how you recognize an employee an employee has often very unique needs, and some people don't like the public spotlight. Um, so you know if you just say, "Hey, we're going to recognize Tom or Mary with uh, an award on uh, the public stage," and these kind of things this person might have anxiety around that. They might feel uncomfortable about that. And in the end, that type of recognition really doesn't have any meaning to them. And um, so, but if you understood that, you know, the employee might like just a personal thanks from the manager uh, or perhaps a a dinner out or a bottle of wine maybe or something, that, that they, you know, might be more meaningful for them is what I'm trying to say. And the the other thing that I'll mention here, Clinton, is that, you know, they could have a recognition program in place and it could be a good one. But if the individual managers aren't taking time on a regular basis to kind of, um, you know, observe what the employee is doing and and what they're achieving and some of the the strengths and contributions they made so that they're able to say thank you and, and appreciate and those kind of things, if they're not taking action in that area, the, the company recognition program really doesn't make a lot of difference. Yeah. So just a couple of thoughts there that might might answer your question.
1: No, that's, that's very helpful. You know, so a lot of times, you know, you're a manager or a leader and you're like, I want to improve our retention. Right. It's always more expensive to hire and replace than it is to no retain. True. Right. Uh, is there a. an Uh, an ROI kind of calculation or something that you use to kind of show the benefit of this at the, at the executive level?
0: Yeah, there is. And and I think every organization, Clinton has to, you know, kind of take a look at these and and understand the business case behind these investments. Uh, The challenge is that employee turnover numbers are increasing for one. Uh, The second thing is that, uh, the costs are increasing significantly, and when you when you examine the cost, you know on a, I think SHRM. I was just reading some data recently. SHRM, um, the uh, Human Resource Organization, has um, suggested that it's fifty to two hundred percent of a person's annual salary uh, to uh, to replace that employee. So, if you have let's say a two hundred employee company and you lose. I don't know, 10%, maybe 15%. So you're looking at 20 to 30 employees per year. At, and if they're making, let's say, $50,000 per year, which isn't you know, a tremendous amount, um, and you had uh, 50% of that even, a bottom line number of $25,000 as a replacement cost, those costs add up quickly and they add up to a, a very significant amount. So um, I think when you uh, explore uh, reducing retention numbers, um, you, you can certainly achieve some very good returns on your investment. If you're able to reduce the turnover rates by even 10 to 15 to 20%. And, and another thing I'll mention on that to get more attractive ROIs, it really depends on the type of programs that they implement. Many Business organizations focus their retention strategy on financial remuneration. So, compensation, benefits, incentives, um, you know, uh, stock options, it could be different things. And they often overlook the non financial aspects. But when you get integrated programs that include the financial as well as the non financial, so you're building a positive culture, you get the managers involved. You you understand what the employee is seeking in a rewarding work experience, and you're acting on that. You're giving them career development opportunities. All these things are also quite important in their decisions. So um, if you have more advanced programs, what I'm trying to say here is that the ROIs can be significantly higher because you're going to be able to retain more people.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that, how I judge organizations as a whole and leaders individually, it, it, one of the key factors is their churn rate, right? How many people are leaving their organization voluntarily every year? And, and as, an, as, a, as a country over the past 50 years, our voluntary turnover, which is when people leave on, on their own accord has doubled. Like yeah. the, the, the rate of voluntary turnover has doubled. So if you in, in an environment where people are leaving more often can maintain a a lower churn rate and actually enable your employees to to you know feel autonomy and purpose with uh, within the organization. It's not only reflective of a successful organization, but also reflective of a, of a of a competent and successful manager and leader.
0: It's it's true. It's very true. And and not only that, you know, you're going to start to reduce your cost of turnover, but you'll also have more success in recruiting, and this goes to the fact that I'm sure you've heard of net promoter score and mm-hmm. you know, how important the brand is if when people leave if they're extremely dissatisfied they're often talking to their friends their their colleagues their associates and things like that and if there's you get a negative um you get a negative uh image so to speak of of the company if if that's happening often and and uh with With people in across the company, it becomes a little bit more difficult to recruit, so that's something else that is a factor at play here as well.
1: Yeah, really valuable stuff, Douglas. Thank you so much. I, I think I think people who are interested in you know, improving their organization and improving their their uh their reputation and their own brand as leaders should really look seriously at programs like yours. To help them get to the next level, because not only have we seen it uh, that it, it it will save the organization money, but it will, it will improve the 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 uh, the impression of other people have ar- around you around the organization. You get stronger, more um, solid teams that work better together. And then yeah. you know every every leader's goal is to you know basically find their backfill so they can move up in the organization. If you have yeah. it, if you if you have co- people constantly leaving your team, that's impossible to do.
0: Uh, You're absolutely right. And it it certainly can be valuable for any organization to really take interest and focus on managing their retention and and, and keeping their talent. And I always encourage companies, if they are seeing some turnover numbers, try to determine what level and and what, what you can accept for turnover. And once it gets to that level, if it's, you know, 5% 5% or 10% or whatever you feel is is manageable, if you're getting up to 12%, 15%, it's time to really have a look at this and, and really focus on it. And another thing that, that might interest your, your audience is the very factors that impact and, and influence employee retention also have um, a key influence on things like performance, things like productivity, uh, things like... Um, you know, job satisfaction and, and uh, you know, whether they're submitting ideas and efficiencies and, and new, new innovations. And there, there's many other areas that those same drivers that create that rewarding work experience also get the employee to be motivated and engaged and, and um, vested in their work, so to speak. So they're, they're, the benefits go well beyond uh, just uh, retention.
1: Perfectly said, Douglas. Thank, thank you
0: so much
1: for the time today. I'm incredibly appreciative that you, you spent it with us, and me and the audience. I really do
0: appreciate it. That's it for today's episode of Innovators Unleashed. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share the podcast with others. Follow your host on social media at The Clinton Henry or visit him on the web at www.clintonhenry.com. Until next time.